We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. Good afternoon, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. This is the best I've ever looked, says John Gibson there. Camera issues <laughs> today. Uh, oh, but, yeah. uh, it's a great improvement, John, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm so comfortable with this arrangement, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You still haven't grown any hair, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, might have a hair, he might have hair and a beard for all we know, Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like a rose between two thorns, as always. We've got an hour to talk about uh, Newcastle United uh, on this show. And uh, let's look back, first of all, at that wonderful performance against Manchester United, John. Uh, 1-0, Anthony Gordon with the goal, uh, but it was much more than a 1-0, John, wasn't it? In in terms of performance, I mean. Oh, it, it was a 1-0 annihilation, uh, wasn't it? I mean, it really it really was. The performance was magnificent. And for me, it was about a team that cares against a team that doesn't. Because, you know, what Newcastle have got now, apart from ability, um and and organization is they've got this determination to win against all the odds that might be thrown at them <coughs> 14 players unavailable etc etc and manchester united i mean they're big superstars and they were dropped last night as a consequence and i'm not surprised uh martial and rashford i mean they just stood and let uh shah uh share and uh livermento just run past them willy-nilly, never tracked, never did a thing. And it was significant that they were dropped last night because their performance was of total indifference. Big, big names. But, I mean, we're not going to worry about them. We're worried about us. And we were tremendous. I mean, I keep thinking, can we go back to the well one more time? One more time. And we do every time. I mean, in the situation far from easy got worse during that match because Nick Pope went off a course and we look as if we've lost him for about four to five months. I mean, it's quite incredible, isn't it? It was innocuous save. Yeah, he so just went we, can only put, we can only put two goalkeepers on the bench now. Aye, because we're, the other one's got to play, Malcolm. We had, we had three on against Chelsea, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Which has got to be a Premier League record. I mean, four goalkeepers involved in a match, you know, it's got to be a Premier League record, that. But yes, now Nick Pope's out for an absolute uh, eternity. Nobody's about to come back like tonight or on Sunday, or for that matter, probably Milan. You know, they're not quite there yet to start to come back. And yet another one's gone. But you know what? Newcastle have defied the odds all the way. Dovalka's gone and goal tonight. I mean, he he was Northeast Football of the Year just about three seasons ago in their dark old days. Um, and, you know, he just needs luck ahead of him, Steve, to, to uh, Lascelles playing in front of him. And those two were at the centre of our defence in the, the bad old times. And he can look at, at Jamal and say, look at the improvement in him. I can do that. I can step up to the mark and... and take a positivity out the situation and try to do what what Lascelles has done. Because Lascelles' future appeared to be all behind him at Newcastle United. And look how he's, how he's emerged. 
and we need the vodka to do the same thing. Mm, Malcolm, great performance, one nil. Um, as I say, Anthony Gordon as well. What a what a player. Um, he he goes he goes back to Everton, which we'll talk about later. On on the crest of a wave, he's he's been a superb a superb player this season, Boris. Probably one of the best. And another goal to add to his collection, Malcolm. Yes. Um, I, I think he's absolutely magnificent at the moment. And if Southgate ignores him any longer, I, I think I'm going to call the police. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, the, 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 but he and Liveramento, what a combination they're making. Loads of pace down that side, willing to run at people, take them on. And, and that's what always frightens defences when 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 there are more when there are a number of players who are prepared to go running with the ball at defenders and and, and that defending side hate, hate it and of course we've got this very similar on the other side with Almiron um and 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 of course Liveramento he's getting forward in and supporting um, those in front of him so well. Um, and, you know, on that left-hand side, really, uh, because I, I think that Liveramento, he can't be ignored internationally either. He is no. absolutely stunning. Uh, I mean, he, he, he's in England, player, Malcolm, isn't he? I mean, you know, Scotland want him. He qualifies for Portugal as well through his dad. Um, but, he, but he's an England player. Uh, well, yes. Then, then if that's the case, John, yeah. if, if that is the case, then Southgate's got to act and act quickly. To make certain he doesn't go elsewhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he must do. Um, you know, there was, there was one picture that I took away from that game on on, um, uh, on Monday night and um, uh, and what it was that it was there was four Newcastle players in the shot that I was looking at and there was a number of Manchester United players and the Newcastle players were all going at 70, 80 miles an hour. And they actually made the Man United players look like statues. Yeah. And I just thought, wow. The Man United players were moving, but they had nowhere near the speed and the pace with which the, the Newcastle players um, were showing. And, and also the, the, the stature. It was almost as if the Man United players were slumped and the Newcastle players, they were upright. They looked like uh, um, God, uh, like, like absolute gods uh, um, on plinths. Uh, and and it, it was a fantastic performance, absolutely super. The only thing that spoilt it for me was that we... That, that we didn't describe that performance with them with the right number of goals. If it had been six nil, everybody would have been saying afterwards, "Well, Man United deserved it." Uh, and, and and so, uh, it, considering the 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 lack of players situation that we are that we're experiencing at the moment, it's not concerning the players that are fit, they're not worried about it. They're going for it um, and, and, and really giving their, uh, putting their heart and soul into it. Um, and, 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 that's, and that's the best way to go about it because it's, it's, when you, it's when you start pulling out of things that you're more likely to get injured. I mean, um, the, the, the wonderful thing, Malcolm, is that the players that have come in, and we've had to rely on players that probably wouldn't have got in the side. I mean, if you think of Livermento, if you think of Lascelles, if you think of Miley, they probably wouldn't have got in the side as quickly as they have if we hadn't had injuries. They would still be on the bench sure. and have the odd game. They've taken the and they've taken the chance, Malcolm. The two kids have been absolutely, Miley and Levento have been absolutely fabulous. And they're all there. 
the other hand, I uh, hadn't mentioned Miley, but he he was yep. absolutely superb. He um, he, he and uh, uh, and Bruno in the in the middle of the park, I thought were absolutely sensational against Man United. All yep. over them, absolutely all over them. I mean, he's staggering for seventeen-year-old. You know, made his yeah. Premier League first start. And, and he's not phased in the slightest, John, is he? No, totally. I mean, you know, he, he went in it, it uh, in the Champions League, and he's, he was playing against midfielders that had cost over a hundred million pound, and, yes. and he, he just wasn't phased whatsoever by the situation, no. and has um, has took to it ever so well, and were blessed to be able to have players. I mean, two Bens, Miley and Livermento, who's only twenty-one. And uh, an OAP, who, who we thought was probably finished within the club, Jamal Lascelles, and all three of them have stepped up to the plate wonderfully well. And we've got to hope that Dubrovka's going to follow that example starting tonight and it, um, and it spurs on Sunday. John, I have no doubts that he will. Mm. Uh, um, I, I, he, he sat on the bench the last few games he has been watching um what's happening on the pitch he's been in the dressing room experiencing the team spirit and, and the way in which everybody is carrying on and i have no doubt he knows exactly what is required um and 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 i think that he will he will give it i i am pretty sure of that uh and uh, uh <laughs> i just found it strange that uh that he, having been at Manchester United as a Newcastle United player, suddenly comes onto the pitch against Man United. I still don't get my head around that one. Um, but uh, um, oh, and, 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 and particularly as, as uh, at the moment, I think they're struggling with goalkeepers. Um, the uh, the lad that's taken over from the higher. Banana. I'm not all that impressed with. So if if the Hayer can't get back in the side, then he must be having an absolute nightmare. Great performance, as we say, three points in the bag for Newcastle against Manchester United. I, I certainly felt it was the most comprehensive performance. Interesting question from Jody Tumbalite. He says, "Question, Stephen, the lads. When man managers and coaches and players and media and YouTube channels always say when their team plays away, no matter who it is, they say it's a hard place to go. So where <laughs> is it easy to go?" <laughs> well, I was going to say Sunderland. I was going to say Sunderland, John. I was going to say you've just beaten me to the punch. <laughs> we'll find out exactly how easy that is yeah, at the right. beginning, the beginning of the new year. So um, let's talk about the derby. Then let's talk about it. We, I have said on this show with you guys and with the other six shows I do uh, throughout the week, whenever there's a cup draw, I've always said I wanted Sunderland in it. I miss the derbies, John, and for yeah. me. I was cock a hoop. It doesn't matter whether it's home or away. Um, I just love the build-up to it. I love the game itself. I don't get nervous. I enjoy it. Win or lose or draw, I love that derby game. It's, it's, uh, part, I of, mean, it's part of being a Jordy, having that I derby mean, game. And we haven't had it for an awful long time because, of course, Sunderland went on the old slippery road down to the Championship, then down to League One and now back up to the Championship. So, you know, how long was it going to be before we got another derby if we're waiting for them both to be in sure. the same division? Um, so, you know, it's wonderful to have it back. We've got things that we want to put right in the two games. The first one is that we win a derby because six of the last seven we've lost and we had two draws before that. So, in the last nine derbies, Newcastle haven't won a solitary single one. But as I pointed out, those all, all those nine derbies were under the reign of Mike Ashley. And this is a different mm. ball game now. It's a different team. It's a different atmosphere. It, it, it's, a, it's on a whole new dimension, Newcastle United. But they've got to, the two things we've got to get right, Steve, is first of all, we've got to win a derby. It'll be the first win in ten when it happens, because I'm pretty certain it will happen. And the other thing is we've actually got to win a third round tie. I think it's, I think it's, is it the last four seasons? We've gone out at the first hurdle in the FA Cup 
every time. And even the two we've played under Eddie Howe, and there was mitigating circumstances, but the two we played under Eddie Howe were lost to inferior opposition. We got put out by Cambridge, and that was, we accepted it because we were in the middle of a huge relegation fight, and that's the one that had to be won. But we, nonetheless, we got put out at home by Cambridge, and Trippier played in that game as one of the early signings. And then last season, of course, we got put out by Sheffield Wednesday away, when again the fans more or less accepted it because we were on our way to Wembley, or we're getting close to it. But, the thing up, but they won't accept getting beat by Sunderland. No, <laughs> so, Eddie's, Eddie, if you're listening to this, my friend, because you're twiddling your fingers with nothing to do until we kick off tonight, <laughs> play a good side against Sunderland just to make certain. Well, I was going to say, John. Bring them all off when we're 4-0 up. Bring them, sub them when we're 4-0 up, but put out a side to win the match. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, I, I was going to say that he either plays the first team or... or or, or sticks the reserves out because at the moment the first team is is, is half the reserve team. I was going to say the the first team now is the reserve team. Yeah, well that's <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, and it, otherwise it'll be a bunch a bunch of kids. Um, and uh, and okay, so so we're a bit short on numbers, but go for everything. Absolutely, go for everything. And do not mess about because um, this this side that that there are there are new uh, participants that have, have entered into the Newcastle side. Play the full side and let them get a, a, into the whole thing as much as possible. Get as much experience. Um, uh, I would like to think, Malcolm, that a couple of guys like say. Callum Wilson and Harvey Barnes will be back, even if just for the bench, by you know January the first week at the end of the right. first week of January. Those two guys could be back. There's a lot more not okay. going. Oh well, if they are, yeah, okay. And maybe, and maybe, sure. um, Sean Longstaff as well. Uh, but I mean that we've got to strengthen the bench as well as the the actual eleven, and um, you know, but so that you can make substitutions yep. as the game goes on. Yeah, well, it, we we can't play the bench, John, because uh, that that would make three goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. We, we can play we can play two of the goalkeepers as centre halves. They should dominate the six. <laughs> well, I've, known, I've known something similar <laughs> happen. Yeah, when I was at Luton. <laughs> I can remember in the old day. Can you? Here's a one for you, Steve. You will remember this when we, when we played three goalkeepers in one match. West can Ham away. Yeah, Peter Beardsley was one of them. Was it Chris Hedworth? Chris Hedworth and Martin and, Thomas. And Martin Thomas was the original goalkeeper. Mind you, we played three goalkeepers. We were letting eight goals, right? So it the, didn't do were too much good. But um, but uh, yeah, that's a little trick question for a lot of people. When you, did Newcastle actually play three goalkeepers in one game? And of course, in those days, you didn't have a subkeeper on the bench, did you? No. So once Martin Thomas said that he was injured at half-time, you had to play an outfield player in goal. Yeah, that was uh, one for the record books, that one. That was certainly Paul Patterson. Uh, good afternoon. He says, question for all three lads. Will the cup tie against the Mackhams be a sellout? And therefore, their first sellout at the ground since they played Beyonce. Very good, Paul. <laughs> Very good. And um, What like position <laughs> was Beyonce? Was, it, was that centre-forward? Oh, I'm not quite certain. Uh, she, had, she had a couple well, of top doesn't know where she played, John. She still won. Yes, she oh, did. No danger. <laughs> Mike Stewart takes us away from Newcastle briefly. He says, "Are people figuring out Man City, John, or is this just a temporary blip? Three draws and three draws in a defeat puts them fourth. I've had this conversation on the breakfast show this morning. They're only six points off Arsenal. Arsenal have been always the bridesmaid, never the bride um, in the last few seasons. Uh, pretenders to the throne." Man City, Man City love coming from behind, John. And if it's a temporary yeah. blip, they'll be back back where they want to be sooner rather than sure. later, I think. I mean, they're always a better second half of the season team than the first half of the season. They've, they've, on years when they've won the championship, they've had a better second half of the season to the first half of the season. And anybody would be absolutely foolish to write off Manchester City. It is quite startling to think of them going four successive 
Premier League games without a victory. I mean, you know, the, when was the last time that happened? That that doesn't happen very often with this uh, with this side, and that was some result for Aston Villa against them because it's confirmed that Villa have come out the woodwork this season as the new Newcastle United. They're doing this season what we did last season, Aston Villa, and to win one nil. They've gone something like 14 or 17 home games and won every one of them. I mean, that is quite, quite phenomenal um, because their, their way record's just very average. I mean, so is ours this season. Um, but they have come out as a genuine threat. What's going to be interesting, of course, because they can finish quite high, but what's going to be interesting is if they do get in the Champions League, how they handle that, which we've found tough, as well, how they handle that next season, as well as the Premier League. But um, yes, to write off Manchester City would be absolutely ludicrous. And um, Pep has said that they haven't got complacent. And I think that because they did the trouble last season, I think that's probably true. But the law of averages says you're going to lose some matches somewhere along the line. And I remember, and you might remember, Steve, back in the old days of the entertainers, when we beat... Manchester United 5 at St James's Park yeah. in that wonderful match where Philip Albert chipped Michael for the last one. But people forget that in the next game, Manchester United went to Southampton and having let in 5 against Newcastle, let in 6 at Southampton. I think the result was something like 6-3. But they let in 5 and 6 goals on back-to-back -back matches. And guess who won the title that season? Manchester United. But they did play again. They did play in those grey strips, and they couldn't see each other, John. That was their excuse against Southampton. At least we we just we they didn't make any excuses getting thumped off Newcastle. That's for certain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was absolutely staggering, wasn't it? But um, no, I think um, I'll be quite happy this season if we finish two points behind Man City. Me too, uh, Malcolm. Man City. Man City, yeah, it's a, it's a, they can cope with blips like this. They've had blips like this for the last few seasons and still won doubles, trebles and, you know, you name it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, there's, there is one thing, though, that I've, I've noticed about Man City. And uh, I'm doing it in the form of a comparison with Newcastle. That uh, the, um, Newcastle are, are playing a very high-paced game. Manchester City... As skillful as they were um, last season and, and beforehand, they were much pacier than they're playing this season. And it seems as time has gone on that the side has slowed their game down. They're all very, very skillful, but they're not putting the pace into the game in similar fashion to how Newcastle are these days. I, I think, down, and I don't I think, think it's suiting them. I think one of the reasons, Malcolm, and I think you're absolutely right, and I think one of the reasons, you know, just thinking about it, is Grealish. Because he yeah. walks with the ball. Yes, he, he does. He goes down there. And, and, and he even stands. A yeah. place, a square pass, and he's at walking pace. When the mm. boy, Doku, pronounce it wrongly, the, the guy, is the kid, the sign from Belgium, when he plays instead of him outside left, he's quick and he goes in, he goes in on goal and he speeds up the game. That, um, Grealish is closing the game down, he's killing the pace of the game. Yeah, you, you know with television half screens, yes. imagine putting Grealish on one half and Gordon on the other. Oh, absolutely. The, the cameraman for Grealish wouldn't move his camera at all. Playing in the same position, Malcolm. But on the other side, yeah, the fellow would be zooming up and down the pitch, for heaven's oh, sake, with his. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think Grealish is, is, is slowing their side down now. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it, and what it, that, that they're not catching sides out in any way with that bit of pace as Newcastle do, um, uh, and and so it means that the defenses get back in strength, get themselves organised, and Grealish is still tippy tapping over the ball, um, and 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 they've got fully organised to defend then, against Manchester City. I mean, one of the things Malcolm as well is Holland doesn't want to play that way. He's quick. No, he doesn't. 
he wants Grealish to have one touch and whip it in. In exactly. Uh, yes. But you know, I can, it, John, Grealish, I can imagine that there's um, oh, that there's a right mayhem going on in the dressing room at times. And the funny thing is, they they've been the best of pals socially off the pitch, but I bet Holland's still telling them, look, hey, mm. do me a favour, mate. You know, one touch and get it in. And I don't mean yes. necessarily slinging in a high pass with snow on it, but just a penetrating pass. Keep it quick because that's mm. when Holland's devastating. Because the yes, is. you know the defense hasn't got organized. Yeah, he's there got was, off guard and he's boom, he's in. There, there was there was an interesting thing in the paper this morning, and I'm not sure what what the actual um, focus on it was. But I just happened to quickly scan down, and it was the last 63 Premiership goals, and who scored them? Harland hasn't—he he didn't feature in it. Yeah, he hasn't got one in that time. They do. No, no. Which in the last 63 Premiership goals, Harland hasn't scored. Mm. Now there's didn't, a first. Didn't see yeah. that coming. Got to be perfectly honest. Last one before we go to the ads. Uh, Aston Villa lads. Um, a couple of people saying Aston Villa had a good result last night. Are they? Uh, you know, you watch these programs on Sky, listen to Talk Sport and other networks, and Newcastle on coming into the question as far as being title contenders are concerned. Yet Aston Villa are being mentioned as title contenders, John. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, they've got a great, they've got a great run of form at home, but so have Newcastle. Um, you know, Newcastle, of course, slightly below Aston Villa at this moment in time. Um, but you know that could all change tonight. Thirty-two points Villa are on in third place. Newcastle in seventh with a game in hand. 26 points. If you win tonight, 29 points. You're only a win behind Villa. Yet we're not coming into the conversation. Now, I, I don't think that's a bad thing because we just crack on and do what we want to do. Um, but, but, you know, we're, you know, win tonight, we're a point behind Man City. Win tonight, we're only seven points off top. So, aren't we in the title conversation? Why are people asking if Villa are in, if, if, if Newcastle yeah. aren't being considered? I think probably two reasons, mate. And I'm like you. I'd rather go under the radar and let us yeah. just keep going. And with three games to go, suddenly everybody dawns quietly. Newcastle haven't been sh shook off. I think one of the real reasons why they, they're not mentioning Newcastle is to think with all the injuries they've got, and we look at our bench, and often we can't get nine on the bench. We have seven subs or six subs and mm. three of them can be goalkeepers and three will be academy players. I think they look at the bench and they say, there's no way a side can win the title with a bench as light as that. There's no way a side can win a title with 14 players unavailable, not just tonight, but the last six games and the next six as well. You know, it's a long-term thing. And I think people think you can, you know, you can fight against thunder for so long but it's going to catch up with you so they're not putting us in it now aston villa are only in and people love the new boys last year it was all newcastle are the new kids on the block and oh we can do this that and that. now it's villa because they haven't been on the block but Villa have only got to start dropping points at home and poss possibly the time to when people thought they would was when Man City went there last night and lo and behold they didn't. But if they start dropping points at home, their way record's quite iffy. We beat them 5-1 on the opening day of the season, for goodness sake, and they're talking about Villa having the title. And mind you, they played well first half Villa and so did Newcastle and then we were a different class once we got one nose in front. But, um, you know... I, then they can't, you can't keep winning every home game. I mean, we have apart from the game with Liverpool, but you know, that's going to even itself out. I don't think Villa has any chance of getting the, the, the title, but they can get into the Champions League, which is a warning to us because that's one of the places taken. And everybody thought that uh, you're going to get Arsenal and, and Man City. Automatic, well, Man City aren't so automatic now, but they probably are still. And then you, you, you pick from there on in. Liverpool's going to make the Champions League, I would think, this season. So there's only one place left for us to shoot at, unless we get five in the Champions League, which had been mooted. But uh, no, I don't think that Aston Villa is in for it. And you're absolutely right, Steve. They, you know, if we get a victory tonight, who's going to rule us out? People are doing it because we're carrying. It's the biggest burden is possible with all the players that's not available. Mm. And I'm quite happy to sit and let people think we're no hope is in it because there's no pressure then. 
and um, you know, and I don't think Villa's got pressure now. We'll see how good Villa are living with pressure when when they have sustained success over a season and see how they go next season. I think they'll handle it okay as we have to a certain extent, um, because I do think that it was obvious last year the way they come. And bear in mind, Emery had just come in there. It was obvious that they were going to be a, a, a force in the future, in the very near future, Billy, as we are, which terrifies the alleged top six, of course, because there's two side, two clubs at the moment that look as if they can get into that and stay in it permanently, and that's Newcastle and Villa. Yeah, Malcolm, I mean, you know, nobody wins a title in December. Uh, there's a lot of football to be played between now and May. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with people speculating. I just find it weird that Newcastle don't even get mentioned. Uh, I, get, mm. I get I get, John's point there, though, that potentially because yeah. Newcastle have an entire first team sitting in the, in the treatment room, that's maybe why we're being overlooked at this moment in time. Yeah, well, I, yes, but we're being looked at. Uh, we're being overlooked for for other reasons as well, and and that is that uh, that at the at the moment we are extremely unpopular. Well, speak for yourself, Mal. Hmm? Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, I like but, that one, Steve. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but uh, the the way that football is viewing. Newcastle United, it's yeah, it's having a bit of a ripple effect um, around everybody else that's concerned with football. Well, I mean, uh, you're, you're absolutely right that we're we're not liked, and you know, if if we fail, and I'm talking about to get in the Champions League next season or whatever, there'll be a lot of people delighted, and if we make mm -hmm. it, we won't get any kudos. Yeah. We'll have only made it because we've got Saudi honours. Yeah. Which you know, which again, again, Steve, it's one of those things like let everybody get on with saying what they want to say. All that matters is the Geordie public and the fans up here, and that we are having a super time, haven't had a horrible time for a decade and a half. So we don't really care what the rest of the country want to say. Mm. Yeah. yeah, good points, lads. Good points, well made. I'm sure uh, Newcastle will continue to do what Eddie Howe has got them doing, which is focus on the football, take one game at a time. And look ahead to, uh, to to each game as it comes. But uh, we are halfway through the show, and as always, it is time for the adverts. A big thanks to all our sponsors: Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free, and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks again to Mr. Vicky Sources, handmade in Cumbria. If you'd like to order some, then give them a call on 01768 210102. Go to their website, mrvickies.co.uk, or drop them an email, info at mrvickies.co.uk. A big thanks to United Group Travel. They're a family firm based in Morpeth with pickups throughout the Northeast. No strangers on our tours, just people you haven't met yet. They've got a presence on Facebook and a website unitedgrouptravel.com Do you want to make a booking? Give them a call on 01670 632 460 or mobiles 0791 666 4174 0795 71 41654 Thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals Independent Funeral Directors Let us look after you in your time of need they're based on Old Durham Road in Gateshead, and you can contact them at their website, darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Email darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk or give them a call, 0191 478 2730. A big thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the technical side of things. And a big thanks to New Workwear. You can find them at newworkwear.com. If you want to help the channel, hit the thumb up to subscribe, hit the subscribe button and share to your other social media. You can also pay a one-off fee of £25 to get a scarf, a cup, a pen and a membership card. Go to the website nufcmatters.com and click membership or put your smartphone over this QR code. We also support the food bank on this channel. If you want to make some donations virtually, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today.
We're also a podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast providers. Just search NUFC Matters. I'm also a part of the Northeast Footy Brecky Show. You can listen to that Monday to Friday, 7 or 9, at the thetooneuk.com. We've also got an event coming up next year. It's in January the 19th at the Tyneside Irish Centre. It's an evening with Nobby Solano. Tickets are available on Woucher for £20. Don't forget Supermac and Gibbo do every pre-match at Louis Liquor Store. It's free entry, children welcome, and there is great food by Fed's Fried Chicken. They're usually on pre-match and sometimes post-match at Louis Liquor Store. Okay, uh, welcome back to the show. If you're going down to Evan tonight, a uh, big thanks to our friend Scunny Mag, who has done a little review of the bars that you can get into. Hi folks, Paul here. This is Away Day Guides, and here comes Evan. Okay, Goodison Park, one of the oldest grounds in the Football League, and you can tell. But visiting fans driving in, uh, you've got a couple of parking options. The club do have a car park. It's £15 a vehicle. And for a club that calls themselves the People's Club, kind of fleecing the fans a little bit, I think. Better closest option is in Stanley Park. It'll set you back £10 for the day. And your postcode is Lima40TangoQuebec. Your what three words for the entrance is Blame Atoms Clown. There's quite a lot of space there and it's a popular one on match day. Although it may be a bit tricky to get out of. If congestion is a big thing for you, Walton Sports Centre charge £7. It's a little bit further out. It's probably about a 15-minute walk to the ground. There's not as many spaces there, but you're straight out onto a main road and it's five minutes onto the motorway your postcode for that one is lima 49 x-ray papa and your what three words is events debate these there's also some street parking available but be very careful there is a residence only scheme in place check all signage around when you park up you don't want to be getting a ticket but it's very sporadic and failing that if you're coming in on train liverpool lime street serves most of the country there's also liverpool central station you may come into either one of the two they're great for the city center the closest station to the ground is actually kirkdale but that's going to leave you probably another half an hour walk to get to the stadium anyway it's three stops out of Liverpool Central on the Northern Line if you do fancy doing that. But once you arrive, you're going to want to be finding a pub. You've got some good options dotted around the stadium. A well-loved popular one closer to the ground, but on the opposite corner to the away end is the Spello, which famously welcomes away fans. It's probably the nearest pub to the ground that you're going to be able to get into. That's on 79 Goodison Road, postcode Lima 44 Echo November, and your what three words is crowd in a get. Then to the east, just near the noisy neighbours, you've got the Arkles pub near Anfield, which every travelling fan should visit at least once in their lifetime. However, you will find it is very, very busy because of that and very crowded very cramped you'll take ages getting served but don't be put off if you haven't been before go it's great atmosphere the landlord's fantastic and they're set up really well and it's mixed you get both sets of fans in there and everyone gets on that's in 77 anfield road your postcode lima four zero tango juliet and your what three words is indeed mirror admire and finally to the north of the ground known as the taxi club locally its official title is liverpool taxi cab drivers sports and social club but no one's going to stick that on a sign far too many letters that's to walton hall avenue lima four six uniform Foxtrot, what three words is Charm Funny Loud. It's a working men's club set up. They will charge you a pound to get in, but you're going to save that on your first round. Good value beer, serve quickly in amongst a nice atmosphere. Then once you're done with the drinking, head into the ground. You'll be based in the southeast corner or the south end of the Bullens Road stand. You'll be looking for turnstiles 53 to 60 with a what three words of chimp driver behave. And aside from all the usual YouTube stuff, if you like this, tell your friends. Cheers. Great stuff, thank you, Paul. Uh, Paul for doing that. Yeah, it is good. We did well. He usually does the amigos, mate. But because obviously the Everton game's on tonight, it's it's handy and people do appreciate uh, a little bit of advice, especially if it's the first time sure. going down. Yeah. But, um, keeps us up to date. He keeps it up to date every season, which is great. So thanks, Paul. Uh, okay, seven thirty kickoff tonight. Newcastle away to Goodison Park, um, and this really is the final visit because the new stadium will be open this time next season. Uh, whether Everton will be in the Premier League, of course, remains to be seen. If you're not going to the game, then you can watch it on uh, Amazon Prime. Seven thirty kickoff. Uh, if you fancy watching it with two legends, and I mean Frank Clark and John Gibson, they will be at the Irish Centre tonight. Uh, you can pay on the door. Uh, get yourself there though, nice and early because uh, seats will be at a premium. 
Uh, as for the team, well, uh, Newcastle United's absentee list, it reads like a, a starting eleven. Uh, Nick Pope joining Elliot Anderson, Harvey Barnes, Sven Botman, Dan Byrne, Sean Longstaff, Javier Manquillo, Jacob Murphy, Matt Target, Sandro Tonali, Joe Willock and Callum Wilson all on the sidelines. Was a little bit of optimism from Eddie Howe yesterday at his press conference though that Botman and Wilson uh, will be back in the near future but there's no dates have been uh, confirmed. What about Everton? Well, Everton are missing uh, at least... Uh, Anana, who is out, and Deli Ali, uh, who hasn't played for what seems like an eternity. Uh, but Andre Gomez and Dominic Calvert-Lewin could return tonight, but uh, are waiting to see once the team sheet comes out whether that's the case. Uh, re reasons for being cheerful? Well, Sean Dyche's side, uh, although they got deducted 10 points, they did win 1-0 at Nottingham Forest on Saturday, but their home record is atrocious. It is the worst in the division. And despite the win over Bournemouth, which was 3-0, they've had one draw, 1-1 one, one with Brighton, to sit alongside five defeats. Three of their seasonal lowest Premier League total of five home goals so far come in that victory over Bournemouth. So this really is a game Newcastle want to win, should be winning. Uh, Tim Robinson is going to be the man in the middle. He makes his journey from West Sussex. He is the referee. Uh, this is his second appointment of the season uh, over a Newcastle game. He was referee for the 4-0 defeat of Crystal Palace at St James's Park. Uh, it'll be the only, the 12th time as well, that Tim Robinson has refereed in the Premier League and he has yet to show a red card. VAR, uh, which uh, is switched off normally when Newcastle are playing, is David Coote. Uh, and... Uh, all set, John, for a, a, a wonderful return to Goodison Park for Anthony Gordon. I hope. Yes, yes, I think uh, I think he'll do terrific, and I think he'll get dogs' abuse from from the second that he sticks his nose out the tunnel till he disappears inside at the end of the game. But uh, I mean, the kid's a spiky as a porcupine. It's not going to bother him. He, he he will just get on with it. He'll just run at them. He'll get whacked. He'll go down. He might do a couple of forward rolls and then he'll get back up and get on with the game. But he will get dogs abuse because he was accused of being a traitor and everything else and manufacturing his transfer to Newcastle. I think he was chased down the street, wasn't he, when he went to get his, into his car after one yeah. of his last games there. Um, so he's going to get a right old saying too. But he's the sort of lad, that it won't put him in his shell. There's no question about that. But, um, you know, this you were highlighting, and quite rightly, Steve, their home record, which is shocking, won one, drawn one, lost five. But it's two teams trying to put right or wrong, you know, because our away record is nothing like it should be. We've got one win, two draws and three defeats. Now, last season, when we finished fourth, we only had three away defeats all season in the Premier League and we've got three already this season so we've got to put right that solitary single win albeit the wonderful one it was at Sheffield United but we've got to put that right and this is the time to do it because we've got Everton tonight followed by Spurs on Sunday afternoon both away let's right the wrong of our bad record away from home and I mean on paper this is no contest Newcastle win uh, even with the players out that are out but of course games aren't played on paper or they were famously said in the not and um, if you remember Bournemouth when we ought I mean Bournemouth we're a different class to Bournemouth but it was it was one game too much, wasn't it? It was just before the international break and we looked exhausted and we got well, well beaten. And we've got to hope that it's not like that tonight. I don't think it will be because I think this is our longer rest, isn't it? Because since we played Manchester United, we're not having to play Wednesday night, we're playing Thursday night. So we've had that little, little bit longer and perhaps... The, the real crunch is going to come when after playing Thursday night and travelling all the way back home, we've got to play, we've got to go again on Sunday against a, a decent Spurs side. So that might be the, the greater test. But we can't afford to lose tonight. That is the biggest certainty of all time because the results last night more or less went, went against us. All the teams around us got wins. So we've got to react by getting a win tonight. 
Yeah, Malcolm, big game again. Uh, every game's a big game. Um, Everton found a little bit of form under Sean Dyche this season. Uh, he's certainly starting to put his stamp on Everton as such. But um, really, Newcastle, if they have got designs on re, you know, recapturing a Champions League place this season, they need to be going to Everton and getting three points. Uh, yes, and uh, I, I watched um, some of the Nottingham Forest-Everton game at the weekend i've never seen such a dreadful game in a very very long time both sides they looked awful absolutely awful and then forest go and get beat five nil last night and let's let's hope that we can go and do something similar uh in 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 the score line against everton and give them a right old thumping um tonight i don't see why not um i, I I, I, John has just been sort of uh, talking about Newcastle's away record, but uh, Everton, oh my, um, <laughs> we, we, we are really playing some football. Everton, I don't think, have even started their season yet, football-wise. What they'll do, Malcolm, what you're absolutely right, what they will do to combat us, they'll try to make it an ugly match. They'll, they'll uh, try yes, to close yeah. us down. But they'll take I it think up. we're clever in that, John. And, yeah. and, and we don't get involved. You know, I, I, time and again, I've seen our players get get thumped to the ground, but they just get up, walk away. I think it's uh, it's only Bruno that doesn't. Yeah, he yeah. He, he's always tempted to have a little yeah. niggle back. Oh, isn't he? yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wants to fight everybody in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we've got two guys on them. Um, the one, yeah, all the people we've got out is it 14 tonight, Steve? Yes, out. yes. No, but, uh, we've got two guys tonight. One of them probably won't be playing. So, but if they get booked, they get suspended. And um, Longstaff won't be playing tonight. So that won't mm. happen. But I think the other is Trippier. If Trippier gets booked, he's suspended for a game. Can you imagine that with all the ones we've got already and with then with Trippier goes out uh, uh suspended well, again. Put Livramento right back and um and the young lad from Chelsea on the Hall. left hand side. Hall. Yeah, but then this then this we we will then revert to the day your days, Malcolm, when we'll have one sub. We could have <laughs> nine, but we'll only have one because we don't have enough players. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, we used to have one sub and a squad of 13. Yes, <laughs> we, we would be back to that, mate, the way it's going yeah. with the subs bench. I mean, it, uh, well, Mal, you know, this, this question you have on Richard Naylor, he says, did Supermac ever return to St. James's after he joined Arsenal and how did he feel if he did? I guess I'll double end that, Malcolm, with, with a question for you. If Anthony Gordon rang you up before he went on, on the pitch tonight and said, how do I cope with this? I'm going back to a club where I was once loved. Uh, but now I'm playing against them. What kind of advice would you would you give them? Because you you did play against some of your old teams, Mal, of course. Um, you know what what was in your mindset when you went there? Did you did you feel did you feel animosity from the crowd at times? And how did you deal with it? I didn't give a damn. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they would have felt the animosity from me because that's how I went out on the on the field. Uh, yeah. um, and that uh, I went out to score goals. Purely and simply, and nothing detracted me from that whatsoever. I was just absolutely focused on sticking the ball in the net as many times as I could. Um, and, and to do that, you have to beat defenders and, uh, uh, um, and get into the penalty area and get your shots in. And, and so I'm just fully focused um, purely and simply on that. And uh, and it, yeah, and there's a sort of added touch to it where uh, it, 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 you're, you're, you're sort of in known surroundings. You've, you've been there before um, on, on, a, on a regular basis. And so uh, uh, you're actually playing against old mates. I think and the so, thing I found interesting when Malcolm come back as he did with Arsenal to Newcastle, come back and scored for Arsenal against Newcastle and we lost. But the difference mm -hmm. for me to what will happen to Gordon tonight is that when Malcolm McDonald come back, 
the Newcastle crowd still loved him, and their animosity was to Gordon Lee for selling him to Arsenal. And, and therefore, he got a rapturous reception from Newcastle fans because he hadn't deserted us. There had been a partner of the way because of the, the friction with the manager. And so, yeah. that, now, that won't be the sort of reception Gordon will get tonight. He'll get dogs abuse because they think he deserted them in their hour of need and manufactured and forced his transfer. So what he'll get is a totally different thing to what Malcolm got when he come back to Newcastle. But I don't honestly think it'll affect... Um, I think, though, John, John, sorry, but I, I, I do think, and I'm, and I'm speaking here on behalf of Newcastle fans, um, the Newcastle supporters, that, um, that other supporters, I think, most other club supporters um that they have a very narrow view of things but whenever i talk to to newcastle fans yeah of course they want the very best for newcastle and and, and all the players at newcastle but at the same time they take a much larger view of things and uh, and and i like that about them that uh, that then they haven't got that just narrow vision um but there's always somebody that gets it. I mean, the funny thing was, we sold Criddle, uh, we sold Waddle, Beardsley, and um, uh, oh, who was the third one? Yeah. If, that's, if that's Super 3 in, and we went down. Um, yes. Gascoigne, I think, it was, in Gascoigne. Uh, now, when Gascoigne come back... That's it was, right. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, yes, It was great and all that. But for some reason, when the Waddle had come back, he never got a good reception. Right. It was funny. And yet Beardsley did and, and Gascoigne did. And the Sunderland four, connection. The Sunderland connection, I think, came out a little bit more right. when he'd when 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 he, when he left the club. Yeah. I think there was probably a little bit more of that, John, you know. But there was also, I mean, the, the hatred that poured out of anything that uh, Michael Owen touched after yeah. he left Newcastle, because there was no love lost there. But, of course, we felt that, that he had sold us short while he was here. It was relatively uncaring. And, of course, let down Alan Shearer, who was, had manufactured and helped to get on to Newcastle, let him down. When when Alan was manager for that eight-game spell, mm. uh, Owen was... Um, looking after his fitness for a free transfer at the end of that season and didn't make himself readily available to fight the good fight. And then, um, you yeah. know, he's fallen out with Alan Shearer ever since, or Alan Shearer's fallen out with him. Um, so there are players that's come back and hasn't received open arm welcome. Um, sure. But Gordon's a different matter tonight. But uh, luckily, it's, it, he is a spiky old uh, personality and um, I don't think it'll, it'll get him down at all. No, I don't. I don't, wouldn't John. It but wouldn't it be wonderful if he scored the winning goal for us? Yeah, but I, I, I do, I do feel though that um, that when the sale of those three players uh, happened um, at Newcastle, that it was the club saying we have no ambition, no ambition whatsoever, and we're not really all that bothered it was all it was like holding your hands up waving a white flag and say we give up oh i mean all they all they wanted to do was get as much money as they could for each individual and of course the three individuals at the time realized the lack of ambition newcastle united had in those days which mm -hmm. is why they were willing why they were willing to go and they were willing yeah. to go, but only because... It's not as if they brought in any players using not, that money, or, did they? The, and, no. Oh, I mean, what happened? What happened? We got rid of those three players and were instantly relegated. What a surprise yeah. that is when you're getting rid of yeah. three players oh, I who, who, all yeah. become the, who all become the backbone of the England side, by the way. You think of Waddle and you think yeah. of Beardsley, the number of caps they got, and what Gaza become a world superstar. Sure. And, yeah. you know, and oh, if you can't keep, if you can't keep three Geordies at Newcastle, mm. what chance have you got? You can't keep your own people. Sure. But if the club was so desperately in need of money, sell one maybe, but not all three. And, and, and that, to me, it was just, it was just chucking the towel 
into the boxing ring. Yeah. Okay, John. Prediction from you for the uh, the game tonight? Uh, it's a it's a tough old one, um, and they cannot afford to lose it. Some people would probably accept the draw, but I'm going for a tight win by a single goal. I don't mean one nil; it could be two one, but a tight, tight victory. But I'm going for a victory. I'm going. I'm going two nil tonight. Anthony Gordon to score one. Malcolm, what about you? Uh, I, I, I don't see any other result than Newcastle winning. Uh, I, Everton can be difficult um, to score against at times, but in the main, I think the Newcastle have much the better uh, to offer. And um, and pace-wise, I don't think Everton will keep up with them. I really don't. And so uh, I think Newcastle will win, and I think it'll be 2-0, as you said, Steve. Well, okay. I, I hope that's right because it will do Dubrovka a lot of good to keep a clean sheet. Yes, it will. Yeah, that's important. And I think that the back four know it. The back four are, are looking extremely good. Um, um, and uh, and Lascelles is surprising me every game he plays. Uh, you know, and it just makes... I just cannot understand for the life of me how on earth he could be so bad under Bruce. What the hell was Bruce doing? Not a lot. That's what was wrong. Wow. <laughs> ah, yeah, but it, it had to be a, a, a lot of minus, John. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, look at the improvement of, I mean, with the length of the list of players who have improved that were here from oh. one to Shaw yeah. to uh, you know, it, they've a lot of them have just come from nowhere. They seem to be nowhere. Yes. And have become... Charles couldn't get in the side. He was so bad. Well, he, he always he made a massive clangor. Um, oh. But he's cut that out. And he's such a ball-playing centre-half. It's lovely to watch. And just a final thought, you know. I, when was the last time we had such wonderful attacking fullbacks? Our greatest fullback mm -hmm. pairing in my time has been Craig and Clark. But Frank was never an attacker. He was a, a master yeah. defensive player. But when have we had two silky performers going forward like Trippier and Lovemento? I mean, it is it, quite sensational, I think. The, the two uh, yeah, um, under Keegan. Uh, um, well, when we had an assortment from Venison to... Uh, well, there was, uh, there, uh, there was Warren Barton. Uh, and uh, I, a, a lot of people didn't rate him. I liked him very much for, for, for what he was able to do. And, and uh, I saw him a lot when he was playing for Wimbledon. And I thought yeah. he's, he's going to go a long way in the game. He got, his England, he got his England caps with Wimbledon and never got yeah. them up here, which was a surprise. I think these two are better. Um, I, I, and, and, you know, I'm quite amazed because they're both right backs. Sure, wasn't it Bez who was left back? Yes, it was yeah. Bez. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It was good, and, good, good pairs. But I mm. honestly think these two top even that. I, I mean, I think that's yeah. quite amazing. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree, John, at all. Um, quite amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm. I'm just looking forward each game to seeing Liveramento. Just getting better and better and better all the while. And, and he's going Miley. He's going well. to. Yes, they're, yeah. they're the right age. They're going to get better and better. Yes. And yeah. we haven't seen Hall yet. We've got the best of Hall to come at some stage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the future looks good. It's just sure. the immediate hurdle we've got to get over, which is getting players back. Yeah. And by the way, if either of you two boys can find Lady Luck, she's obviously hiding under a bush in the garden because we never see her now. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't smile upon us whatsoever. So if you if you stumble across Lady Luck at the bottom of your garden under the hedge, drag her out and tell her to give us a smile. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, great show as always. Enjoy the game. And don't forget, folks, if you want to see John Gibson and Frank Clark, they'll both be up at the, uh, the Irish Centre tonight. Uh, pre-match uh, half-time and full-time uh, giving you their views and uh, having a little chat about Frank's career but uh, have a good night tonight John Malcolm and John we will see you next Thursday take care Indeed.
Thanks. Take care, guys. All right. Take care, Bye. everyone. Bye.